to Anna with Two Ends. You're here with me, Anna, and this is my English podcast where you can learn, have fun, and make English part of your life. Now, remember, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Anna with underscore two ends. I would love it if you gave me a little follow and come and check out my content on there. Remember, I do live streams every week on Thursday at 5 p.m. on Instagram, CET time. So check it out. I love to see new people joining the live stream and it's super fun. It's like a little dynamic class that I do just for you once a week. And the best thing is, it's totally Free. So come along and check it out on Instagram at 5 p.m. on Thursdays. So today I'm going to talk about something that a lot of you hate doing. If I asked you to do this, you'd say, no, Anna, I don't want to do it. Go away. Leave me alone. And that is giving presentations in English. Now, maybe some of you love giving presentations in English. Sometimes I meet people that love giving presentations in general, they're like, yeah, this is totally my thing. I love giving presentations. But the majority of people don't like it so much. Now, today, what I'm going to do is just focus on a few little tips that I want to give you on giving presentations in English. This is from my experience as a teacher, watching a lot of adults and business professionals give presentations. And these are my little tips and pieces of advice easy things, quick wins that you can do to help you improve your presentations in English. Now, this could be a presentation face-to-face. It could be a presentation over a video conference, which is what a lot of people will be using now. Any kind of presentation. Maybe you're presenting a new idea. You're giving information about something. Anything you like. Okay, so any general presentation. Anything where you're speaking or giving your point of view or information anything like this, a presentation. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about things that you can do to improve your English. I'm not really going to focus on body language because that's kind of a separate bag altogether. Body language is super important when giving a presentation, but today I'm just going to focus on things that you can do to help improve your English, which is what comes out of your mouth when you speak. Now, normally when I'm a teacher, when I'm judging this, I don't really like to say judging it, but reviewing it with my students, I look at three areas. I look at clarity, structure, and content. So clarity is essentially, can I actually understand what you're saying? Like, does it actually make sense? And this incorporates also grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation. So that all fits under the category of clarity. But the question that I'm answering is, can I understand what you're saying? Like, what's the percentage? Like 90%, 70%, 50%, 40%. So that's clarity. Structure is about how do you present your thoughts? How do you organize the speech that you're giving? Do you have an introduction? Do you have a middle Do you have a nice conclusion or is it all just some kind of mess that's spread everywhere that doesn't really have any coherent trail? Yeah. So where's the structure? Now, normally we teach our students to use structure as much as they possibly can because giving a presentation in another language is really difficult. So make it easy for yourself. Give yourself a bit of structure so that you can kind of ease the stress and just focus on what you want to say. That comes from practice and preparation. Okay, there's no secret. I'm going to talk a bit about preparation. 
in a minute. And content is my final point that I look at when my students are giving presentations. And that's essentially not as important to look at today, but that's about, okay, is this stuff that you're saying actually interesting? We normally give our students topics and I'm looking for here, okay, maybe the topic was very boring. Okay, I'm not saying that always the topics we give to our students are boring, but any boring topic can be made interesting. It just depends how you talk about it. So did you give us interesting information? Did you highlight some interesting facts? Did you use numbers, figures, uh, personal stories, evidence to support your argument? All of those things fit under content. So let's give you some tips. We've done all of that. We've done my intro. It was a long intro today. I knew it was going to be a long intro. Let's do some tips because I want you to be able to nail these presentations. And to nail, that's strange that I chose that word because to nail also means to have sex with somebody or to nail someone means to to have sex with them. But to nail something also means to do something very well. (laughs) So I want you to nail your presentations. Yes, Anna, I will move on. Okay, number one, check the pronunciation of key words in your presentation. Now, for me, there's nothing worse than when one of my students I know has worked very hard on their presentation. They stand up, everybody's looking forward to it, everybody's focused, everybody's looking at them, and they start to speak and they start using the name of somebody in their presentation or a keyword, and they've pronounced it incorrectly, and they pronounce it incorrectly all the way through their presentation. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to cry. Now, this is something that, again, these are all quick fixes. These are not super difficult things. If you know that you're going to be using a word In the whole presentation, the same word, maybe it's a name of somebody, maybe it's a name of a company, maybe it's a phrase that you want to reiterate, maybe you're driving a point home about something and you want to reiterate it, check the pronunciation in advance. Okay, you could do that in a number of different ways. Maybe you could ask a colleague who's British or American or Australian or whatever, or who has a a good English level, can you just check the pronunciation for me? Google Translate. There's loads of websites that you can go on and look at the pronunciation, but please avoid yourself the embarrassment of people at the end being like, I don't know what they said. Some brand names can be really difficult to pronounce. Some names can be really difficult to pronounce, especially if they're names from different countries or international names. Just make sure that you get the pronunciation right. Trust me. (laughs) Because you do not want to be making the same mistake all the way through your presentation. Number two, this is about preparation. I said I was going to talk about preparation. Don't underprepare, but don't overprepare. Okay, now probably you might be surprised to hear me say, don't prepare too much. But actually from my experience and from what my students have told me, this is personal things that they've told me, they actually feel they do better when they don't prepare a lot. Now, by preparing a lot, I mean preparing a script, word for word, exactly what you're going to say. A lot of students find that very difficult to use in real life because as soon as they make a mistake and they're off the script, it's very hard for them. They get lost, their mind goes blank and they're like, oh shit, I don't know where I'm going. So actually my students have told me the best way to prepare 
is with a few prompts, okay, a few key sentences. One of my students actually used pictures to remind her of what to say. Again, none of these things are specific to giving presentations in English, but giving presentations in general to give you a little, a little boost, a little hint, to give you a little hint, okay, or a tip about where you're going next. Again, this is especially important because remember, you're giving a presentation in a different language. You need to make it as easy for yourself as possible, but don't write a script. Writing a script and having a piece of paper in front of you distracts you. It doesn't help you. It distracts you. Trust me, I've seen this so many times. A lot of people find it like a comfort blanket to have a piece of paper in front of them. And I really understand that. I really do. But you need to try as much as you can to get it down to a few prompts and just go with the flow. Go with it. Okay? You're probably going to make a mistake and that's fine. Again, as long as I can understand a good percentage of what you're saying, coming back to the point about clarity, then we're all good. No one needs to cry. Nobody died. Okay? Next one. Add intonation to make your words come to life. There have been many times when my students have given presentations and they speak like this and the whole presentation is like this and then they get to the end and it's like this. I'm going to sum up and here's my conclusion. I'm like, what planet are you from? (laughs) You're not from this planet anyway. You're from planet robot. Give me some intonation, please. So if you notice when I speak, I go up, I go down, I go sideways, I go back. I, you know, I use a lot of intonation when I speak. And this is also about a personal thing about the different way that people talk. I do understand that. But especially to make your presentation sound really natural, it's really good to use intonation. And I think a lot about pace. You'll notice at some points that I speed up, some points I slow down and I put emphasis on certain words. So try and use really nice intonation when you speak. Emulate and imitate native speakers with our intonation. Now, one specific area I want to talk about with intonation is questions. Now, many times I've seen my students do something like this. They want to ask a question to the audience, which is fantastic. Love a question to the audience. Great way to engage everybody. Love it. But they'll say something like this. What do you think about that? I'm like... Uh, where was the intonation, please? I didn't even know you were asking a question because there wasn't any intonation. No wonder that nobody responds back to you. I'm not going to respond back to a, what do you think about that? Like, it's just not going to happen. So some intonation. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Okay, I'm giving you some options there. Not all of them you might like, but intonation, especially to questions when you're asking the audience or even rhetorical questions when you're looking to get a reaction or some kind of engagement from them, use intonation. It also indicates to your audience that you're asking them a question. Another thing that I notice students do with questions, and I think this is because they're trying to end the presentation as quickly as possible, (laughs) is they say, and what do you think about that? Anyway, on to my next point. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't get a chance. (laughs) I didn't get a chance to tell you what I thought about that. So make sure you give people the opportunity to speak. Don't rush. And that comes on to my next point. The thing that you need to look at is your pace. How you speak when you talk. 
as I said before, a lot of students like to rush to the end because they're very nervous and they're like, oh shit, I just want to finish this as quickly as possible, get out of this room and never see these people again. But the best presentations that I see are the ones where people slow it down. Don't be afraid to speak slowly. I'm speaking really slowly right now. And actually, I've noticed since being a teacher that I speak very slowly in general in my real life. It's like I treat everybody like a student. But it's true. You learn to speak slower and you can teach yourself to speak slower and train yourself to speak slower or have a slower pace. One of the best students I had at giving presentations, he didn't use any guy. He didn't use any, he didn't use any prompts. He didn't use any words he didn't read anything and he spoke very clearly and he took his time and he didn't rush and he was one of the best people I've ever seen at giving presentations not in all areas but in that area he was fantastic so don't be afraid to speak slower and also it has advantages because if you speak slower your brain has like got more time to think because it's like shit shit, shit, shit. I need to think about the next thing next thing ah got it so it gives yourself some time to think. And I think it, it reduces this effect of speaking so fast and then you're like, ah. And that's on to my next point. The ah, mm, uh, ee, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> This is very common when students are giving presentations in Anyway, people do this a lot when giving presentations, but specifically when they're giving presentations in English because it's more difficult and they have to think more. But if you slow it down, you do eliminate this a little bit. If you slow it down and you make sure you do a little bit of preparation, remember not too much, you can try and eliminate those horrible eh, mm, uh, sounds before people are speaking. But I know that's hard. Now, the best way that you can know if you do these things is to record yourself giving a presentation. Perhaps it's a presentation at work. Perhaps it's a presentation at home in front of your mirror. But the best way to know is to record it. Now, my next point is about the sentences that you choose when you give a presentation. I always say in English, it's really important to be short and sweet and concise. We like to be concise in English We don't like to say a lot of things to get to the meaning. We like to get to the point. I see a lot of students killing themselves trying to use very complicated structures when they're giving presentations. But as I've said before, make it easy for yourself. In my eyes as a teacher, it's much better to have short, simple sentences with fewer mistakes than a very long, complicated one that's full of mistakes. I don't understand it. It's not clear the pronunciation is bad. No, better, shorter, simpler sentences. As I said before, don't be afraid to speak slowly and don't be afraid to use easy structures and easy vocabulary. If you get your point across, isn't that better than having a lot of mistakes but using a very fancy word? Now, I know that some students like to challenge themselves with new vocabulary and that's great. Always try and give yourself a bit of a challenge but not too much. Keep it simple. Keep it realistic. Keep it achievable. So short sentences. Normally I would say no more than eight words, eight to ten words. 
that's kind of the right level that you should be looking for. So short sentences, short paragraphs, short, sweet, and snappy. Snappy is like, you know, just punchy. And then you're like, what does punchy mean? Well, punchy means <laughs> short. I don't know, with, with a big impact, short with a big impact. Okay, my next point is about pronunciation and intonation-ish. It's kind of pronunciation and intonation altogether. This especially affects students that speak Spanish, but also students that speak French and other languages as well. Now, when we're giving presentations, we use a specific type of voice. We don't use the same voice that we would use when we're talking to our friend or our neighbor or whoever. We use a specific voice. And it's a more formal voice normally that we want to express when we're giving our opinion or maybe we're giving information, etc. Now, one thing that I noticed, and this came up recently in a course that I did, is that some students and quite a lot of students tend to do something like this. When they speak, they tend to go up. Their whole general travel is to go up when they speak. So, for example, I would like to talk about... I would like to talk about this new product. Now, I'm really sorry because that's a very bad impression, but I'm just trying to illustrate what some students do. Now, even though all of those words were correct, it just doesn't sound natural. And that makes it more difficult to understand for an audience And the last thing you want to do is to make an audience lose you or to lose an audience in the middle of a presentation. And you can see all their faces and they're like, I have no idea what this person is talking about. So rather than going up when you speak, when you're giving speeches, you really need to aim to always be going down. Now, this is a tip that was given to me by a colleague called Fitz. So I'm going to credit him there because he gave me uh, this great tip and I used it and I think it's an excellent tip. So that's why I'm saying it today. So thank you very much, Fitz. It was really a really useful tip. So always go down. What do I mean? I'm going to give you the same sentence, but this time listen to my general direction of my voice. Today, I would like to talk about this. Today, I would like to talk about giving presentations. Notice how I do go up, but the general direction of my voice towards the end of the sentence is down. Today, I would like to talk about presentations. I'm going to split my presentation into two parts. First, I'm going to talk about this, and then I'm going to talk about that. So you really need to make sure that the general direction of your voice when you're giving your, percent, your sentences is going down. And this seems to be something that people who speak Spanish and also people who speak Spanish and French, that kind of that, that French accent, that little touch can mean that they go up rather than having the general direction of your voice going down. One really great way that you can practice this is by using speeches that you can find on the internet anywhere, any speech printing it off or looking at it on your laptop and reading it out loud to yourself and practicing this type of speech. Now, remember, this is not how we speak all the time. I'm specifically talking about giving presentations or giving speeches, formal things like this. So that's a quick introduction to my 
top tips or my top basic tips in giving presentations? Well, they're not basic, but they're simple. They're things that you can do easily. So let me give you a quick summary. Number one, check the pronunciation of key words, names, buzz phrases that you use. Anything that's key and you mention a lot, check the pronunciation in advance. Number two, don't over-prepare. Don't write a script, but don't under-prepare. Find something that works from you, but don't read. Try and use prompts instead. Paper normally distracts you. Number three, use intonation to bring life to your presentation, especially on questions. Number four, make sure that you speak clearly and don't be afraid to talk slowly to give yourself time to speak, but also to make sure that you're being clear and people can understand you. Number five, which is very much related to number four, try and eliminate that, mm, uh, yeah, mm, yeah, All of these kind of nothing words, they make a presentation sound worse. So you really want to try and eliminate them as much as possible in any language, but especially when you're giving a presentation in another language like English. And one of the ways that you can do that is by doing a bit of preparation and by slowing it down a little bit. Number six, choose short and sweet sentences that are correct rather than very complicated sentences that are difficult. Make it easy for yourself. Giving a presentation is stressful enough without thinking about very complex grammar structures that you have to remember. And last but not least, make sure that the direction of your voice is always going down. This is very natural. This is what a native speaker would do. And this makes your voice sound super clear, very professional, and it just sounds, it sounds really good. So go down the general direction of your voice Remember, I say general direction. I'm not saying that we always go down with our intonation, but the general direction of your voice towards the end of the sentence should aim to go down. And that's not a scientific tip or a scientific pronunciation tip. It's just something that I've observed and something that I've noticed that I think is really useful that people don't always talk about. So I hope you find that useful. I hope that helps you to go out there and implement some of these simple tips and helps you improve your presentations very quickly. These are all super, fairly easy things that you can implement and do straight away. You know that I like quick wins, things that you can do easily and simply. So remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iVox, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, where you can find all of these episodes from Anna with Two Ends and get notifications for when they're released. I release new episodes every week. And remember, I do live streams on my Instagram, like little live stream lessons on my Instagram at 5pmCET. Leave me a comment, write a review about my podcast. I always like to see your little comments and your questions and I will see you all very, very soon. Thank you for listening.